Welcome into the Sports Plus Podcast, everybody. I'm Corey Miller, who is Frank Cusimano and Andy Muller. And we're not messing around this week. It's all Cardinals talk as we look at this team heading into the postseason. At least one game we're going to get here uh, between the Dodgers and the Cardinals in the NL Wild Card game. But a month ago, who would have thought we'd be sitting here talking about the Cardinals in the postseason at all? And it wasn't just us down on their chances. Pretty much all of baseball was. Frank, just first off, how incredible is it to be talking about the Cardinals playing a playoff game in 2021? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's 2006. It's it's the most – I mean, it's one of like the ten best Cardinal stories. Uh, maybe one of the five best Cardinal stories I've ever covered, even though it could end with just one postseason game. It's still amazing. I mean, think about it you had a 17 game win streak and you finished the season 18 games over 500. I think that was pretty big. 2.8% chance at the playoffs on September 7th. And then of course the historic 17 game win streak. You just talked about Baltimore in the second place in the wild card. Andy, this will already be a season talked about in Cardinals history. Like Frank just said, now they got a chance to do even more, but how do you maybe reconcile the lofty expectations at the beginning of the year to what this team pulled off, because at the beginning of the year, you say you're playing in a wild card game. You probably don't like that. But after seeing what they had to do to get there and everything that went wrong this year, it, it still feels like a pretty good accomplishment. Well, there is such a thing as a recency bias. So I think hopefully people uh, will uh, pay more attention to that 17 game winning streak and won't think about the struggle that it took to get to that point. It's, yeah, I think that's what everybody's riding on, riding on right now for sure. Uh, recency bias going to win out. We'll talk about the wild card game in a second, but first we got to talk about some of the big storylines of the regular season that got the Cardinals here. Pitching staff decimated by injury and ineffectiveness at times this year. Frank, just how much of a factor was that in the story of this season? And the guys they brought in to stabilize things, the fan base and pretty much everybody uh, didn't want them. Lester Hatt and Carlin Garcia but it all worked out. Yeah, and uh, Wade LeBlanc uh, felt was a nice stopgap too. But the bottom line is you got rid of the Carlos Martinez starts, the Johan Oviedo starts, who I think is still going to be a fine player one day, and the John Gant four-inning starts. And you replaced him with Happ and Lester and LeBlanc and, and Jake Woodford came on. So that, that was huge. And, you know, John Ozilek's a smart guy, but he also is a lucky guy. And for him to get that kind of production out of McFarland and Garcia after they were released by their respective teams, that's that's awfully fortunate, isn't it? It's crazy to think about that stretch where you just assume the Cardinals are going to walk 12 guys a night and, and get blown out uh, was where this team's at right now. And those those moves they made definitely helped stabilize that. And yeah, shout out to Wade LeBlanc. People are going to forget about him since he's hurt, but he, he was a good stopgap there. Andy, on the offensive side, the consistency was tough for a lot of guys this year until the final month or so. Let's talk about the breakout guy first, Tyler O'Neill. This is the O'Neill everyone has been waiting for. 9-12 OPS, 34 homers, 80 RBIs. And that was in 138 games. He was hurt for a spell there. It looks like the Cardinals hung on to the right outfielder, I would say. Yeah, I would say and if there's one guy who is who above all else is not looking for the season to be over is Tyler O'Neill because he's – been red hot here in September, the uh, the no doubt player of the month. He you know he looks comfortable at the plate. It doesn't matter who he is facing. It looks like he has his game plan down, 
and he he looks like a totally different hitter. And a confidence is a wonderful thing, that's for sure. Once they moved him into that three hole with Goldschmidt in front and Arenado behind him, it just seemed like okay, this is this is what we're rolling with, and, and it, it's done wonders for all three of them. And that's where I'm going. My next point. Finally, near the end of the year, we saw that third and first base combo we've been waiting for with Goldie and Arenado. Goldschmidt looked unstoppable down the stretch. Arenado not quite as consistent, but he had a lot of big moments during the streak and the Cardinals getting in that second wild card spot. Frank, that duo performing like they did, that's really what the Cardinals were counting on going into this year and better late than never, it showed up. Yeah. And I also think, I know, um, you know, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment kind of guy. And I'd love to get both of your reaction on this is that if, if Paul Goldschmidt and if Nolan Otto, Nolan Arenado, finish out their careers here in St. Louis. And let's say they each go another seven or eight years. Uh, they are both going to have Hall of Fame numbers. I'm wondering if they do finish out their careers here, if one day there'll be a statue of those two. Now, granted, only year two of Goldschmidt and year one of Arnado, But, you know, Arnado's career was definitely uh, headed for the Hall of Fame anyway. And Goldschmidt, you know, has, has some of those numbers. I mean, we're looking at two special talents. I just hope this thing lasts for a long time for both of them. No, I would, I would agree with that. But I think that as far as if we're talking the national baseball hall of fame, the one thing that's going to have to happen for both of them is they're going to have to get a ring uh, for them to be validated. I just think that's sort of the, the going rate these days. Um, there's no doubt that Arenado is definitely on a Hall of Fame pace, um, and he, you know, he rallied this year to get those numbers up to uh, to continue that. Um, you know, Goldschmidt, I'm, you know, I'm not so optimistic that he's going to go another seven or eight years, but um, you know, I'd take a, I'd take a good solid four, uh, and then see what happens after that. Yeah, I think I'm with Andy here. I, I don't know if Goldsmith's going to play quite that long, but he keeps himself in great shape. And, and uh, if he has a couple more years, uh, actually, if he makes a couple more years out of the last month and a half that he had this year, uh, there's not putting anything past him. But we'll see how that goes. Let's talk about the actual wild card game now. And we have to start with the match on the mound because in the postseason, that could be the whole game. Cardinals are sending their ace, 40-year-old Adam Wainwright to the hill. Biggest start of his career that I've seen so far. Dodgers are sending St. Louis State and Max Scherzer out there, who's probably going to win another Cy Young. We saw a great battle between these guys, 2019 NLCS with the Nationals here at Bush Stadium. I'm expecting that again. Frank, how do you see this pitching matchup? It's the most interesting thing about this game, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's crazy in a lot of ways in that Max Scherzer is the second oldest pitcher to start a wild card game. Adam Wainwright is the oldest pitcher to start a wild card game. They, they get there in a different way. Scherzer with, you know, heat and gas and ferocity and Wainwright, you know, killing you softly with that incredible curveball. But in terms of intensity, they're the same guy. And, you know, I, I said on TV, it's, it's McLean and Gibson, Carpenter and Halliday. And now this matchup, Wainwright and Scherzer. Should be good. Andy, the Dodgers are obviously loaded everywhere, but they're going to be coming to over, trying to overcome a big injury. Max Muncy hurt in the last game of the regular season. He's not going to play in the wild card. Could be out for a while if the Dodgers advance. How big is that? 
And oh my, what if it's Albert Pujols at first base in the wild card game against Adam Wainwright? <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be something? Um, you know, I, I almost kind of expect it uh, that, that Albert will play and they'll, you know, they'll play off that veteran experience. Uh, they could put Cody Bellinger there to be, uh, you know, a left-handed bat uh, against Wainwright. But, boy, how do you not uh, how do you not go against the, uh, you know, with the playoff experience of Albert? It's going to be a huge loss. I mean, Muncie is, is at the forefront of the MVP conversation. He's got 36 homers and, and leads, the, leads the Dodgers. So, you know, that's taking a, an Arenado or a Goldschmidt out of, uh, out of the Cardinals lineup. So I think it's a huge deal. And, you know, how they're able to, uh, how they're able to construct their, you know, their lineup uh, on Wednesday to, um, you know, to kind of minimize that loss, that would, uh, that's going to be pretty telling. Crazy how we're sitting around here thinking how the Dodgers are going to work around this injury and still probably not put Cody Bellinger in the lineup. His, his career has just taken a huge downturn this year. Uh, we'll see if he gets into this game. Uh, Frank, one interesting thing is going to be who comes after Adam Wainwright if he doesn't throw a complete game. It's one game, winner take all. You don't want to leave any bullets in the chamber. Uh, Mike Schilt says Jack Flaherty's going to be on the roster. Should we expect them to use him? Cabrera, is Reyes too risky right now for a one game like this? Uh, what do you think we'll see after Wainwright? Well, I think because of that performance by Flaherty, that's one of the names, you know, that's going to go back and forth over the next 24 hours. Can, can we put Jack in in the sixth or seventh inning? I think Dakota Hudson after another successful outing. But then you have this plethora of relievers. I mean, the McFarlands, you know, the Garcias. Uh, I, I, you know, Alex Reyes is a guy who uh, 30 saves and 10 victories. I, you know, I don't want him in the ninth inning, but I would take a stab on him in the sixth or seventh. So, yeah, you got a lot of options. And Jack, Jack Flaherty has put himself in that pool after this, uh, this weekend's one inning of brilliance. Andy, we talked about Tyler O'Neill, but the other two Cardinals outfielders have been hot at the right time also. So we got to shout them out. I don't think anybody wants to pitch to Dylan Carlson or Harrison Bader right now. How big a factor could those two be? They, they're not necessarily getting the, uh, the ink of O'Neill this year, but they've had good seasons as well. Well, this is the outfield that the Cardinals wanted, and now they have it. And uh, they've, you know, they've shown why the Cardinals wanted this outfield. Um, you know, they can, they can light it up on the base paths if necessary. They certainly have shown they've been hitting the long ball lately. Um, so, you know, I think it can't do anything but good. Um, you know, the, the only question I would have is, is the, you know, is Carlson the quiet guy, is he going to be okay? Uh, you know, in the, in the spotlight of a winner take all game, my money says that he will be just fine. He's so even keel, but, um, but he is, he did have a little experience last year and I think he's going to. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be kind of uh, excited to get another chance this year and see what he does with it. Hey, they hit him clean up last year against the Padres, so you know how much faith they have in Dylan Carlson and they're hoping he can stay hot into this game against the Dodgers. So let's look ahead a little bit now. Uh, we got to go predictions just in case we're right. Uh, and if we're wrong, we can never bring this up again. But, Frank, uh, predictions for the wild card game and the postseason as whole for the Cardinals. I do know nobody wants to face this team right now. What do you think? Oh, absolutely not. I, Michael Wilbon called them the boogeyman that the Giants and Dodgers don't want to face. 
especially the, the, the Dodgers, because I believe it's five appearances in the postseason, uh, five matchups, and the Cardinals have won four. So, yeah, I, they don't want any part of them. I, I hate to make a prediction here. I, I really do. I don't know. Andy, you go first. <laughs> well, I know one thing for sure. Uh, I know Clayton Kershaw, uh, who's gonna who's going to miss this game and, you know, could miss a big chunk of the postseason or whatever. Uh, I don't know if he's uh, if he's going to sleep any better, knowing he doesn't have to face the Cardinals. Uh, since he's been snake bit by him so much, uh, you know, in the past. You know what? I I'm not going to put anything past the Cardinals. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to win this game. And then they're going to my next prediction is that they will play the Giants in the uh, in the next round. Uh, I know that's not going very far out on a limb, but uh uh, you know, I think at that point it's um, you know it's a toss up. The Giants are a team that um, you know that will have won 107 games this year, but uh, uh, I think they can be beaten. So who knows? But we got to get through winning. I'm on that wavelength too, Andy. I, uh, this is this wild card game could be the toughest game for the Cardinals in the entire postseason if they make a really long run after they get past the Dodgers. There's no other team in the National League unless those big three of the Brewers are really, really on. That that scares me a whole lot. So uh, if the Cardinals get past this first game, watch out because I think we're going to be talking about them for quite a while. But uh, uh, Frank, have you thought about it all? All if, right, if you don't, all right, we're all going to be shields and homers. I'm I'm picking the Cardinals too. Viva the Cardinals! <laughs> well Cardinals played. Here in St. Louis, right now. Let's. One last thing, a little bit of debate, debate maybe. The Dodgers won 106 games, the second most in baseball. If we could be out of the playoffs after this one game, if it goes like apparently we all think it's going to go. So what do we think about the current postseason setup, and would you change anything? Because if the Cardinals do beat the Dodgers, there's definitely going to be a lot of talk about that. Frank, what do you think? You mean to get rid of the whole wild card concept? Well, uh, maybe get more teams in and give other teams buys, uh, changing up division. So maybe teams with more wins get rewarded and teams that, uh, eh, teams that are, what do you I think? don't think I'd put more teams in. I don't want major league baseball to be more like the NBA and the NHL where really mediocre teams get in. I, I look, I think it's something that could happen. The players association is against it because that rewards mediocrity and teams won't spend as much. And maybe if the owners give up something, then the players would give up that. But I, I kind of like it the way it is right now. Andy, what do you think? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting that if the uh, let's say that the Dodgers would win um, on um, you know on Wednesday, well then of course they they would be playing in the next round a team in their own division. Same in the American League, and it's guaranteed that it will happen, that uh, the winner of the Yankees and the Red Sox uh, game will be playing Tampa Bay. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know that you can you can mess with it too much at this point. Um, you know, and, and there was a lot of there was a lot of drama in the final week of the season for teams trying to get into the wild card. So. You know, uh, I remember a long time ago when the wild card uh, was just getting, uh, you know, getting talked about. Um, Bob Costas was not a big fan of it because, uh, you know, that it would kind of lessen and water down the, the pennant races. Well, that's proven not to be the case. I 
the number of teams is right, but I uh, I wouldn't be against going back to uh, get rid of divisions a little bit here and do some more seeding by total number of, of games won. I wouldn't hate to see that, but I, I'm with Frank. I, I don't want to open this up to, to 500 teams that probably really have no business being there like some of the other leagues do. But uh, it's, I think that's definitely going to be a topic of conversation once once we're we're done with this baseball fun and have to get to the reality of uh, negotiating a new a new labor agreement, so we actually even have baseball next year. We'll see how it goes. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I go back to the uh, uh, to the line somebody made back when the NHL had 21 teams and 16 of them made the playoffs, and someone made the quote that you know it's ridiculous to play an 80 game season just to eliminate Winnipeg. <laughs> well played that's really good now that you've heard us talk about the 2021 cardinals ourselves let's hear from the smartest baseball mind in town frank Fusimano sat down with former cardinals manager whitey herzog to get his thoughts on the 2021 club here's what whitey had to say on sports plus sunday night are you shocked by what you've seen from the cardinals no i thought they underachieved all year i thought they had a good lineup um, you know, I, I want to go back a little bit. Nobody ever mentions what we did in Kansas City in 1977. Mock, who's managing Minnesota, said nobody is good enough to pull away on August 30th. So I took that headline out of the paper in Kansas City, and I put it above where I posted the lineup every day. We won 24 out of 25, and we won the division by seven games. To reiterate this, you are not surprised at all by the Cardinals being in the position they're in. I, I just thought the Cardinals would be the team that would win the wild card way when they were 12 games out of first. Wow. And they were two games over 500, which they were about 50 times. And all of a sudden, now look, they could score runs in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, a strange situation, blue pits. Missed uh, tags, I mean, everything. I went through that. I'll tell you, when you get on a streak like that, you manage everything you do turns out right. And all of a sudden, it ends, you know. But I like the Cardinal team. I, I, I like their defense. I like everything about it. What do you think Mike Schilt does best? You know, I, I know he's very positive. I believe in these guys. I know this and that. You know, sometimes when you manage there, maybe he does it privately and don't make it public. But he's done a, he's done a real good job of managing a ball club. The breakout season is Tyler O'Neill's. What do you see when you watch him this season? Well, when you look at O'Neill, and I guess you'd have to say patience paid off. What I see about him, I love him. He keeps his mouth shut, he hustles, he plays good. He's probably the fastest guy on the club. I don't know who'd won a 60-yard dash between him and Bader, but I wouldn't bet against O'Neill. So the Cardinals acquired Jay Happ and John Lester, two guys, late 30s, and they had not gotten anybody out. Why are they getting people out in a Cardinal uniform? Well, it just shows maybe the National League is a lot weaker than the American League. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Hap had a 7.8 ERA at Minnesota. So for the Cardinals to win a wild card game and make a run in the postseason, what has to happen? Well, they probably got to acquire Sandy Koufax. 
<laughs> but, you know, it's one game. And anything can happen in one game. If I'm a betting man, and I put some money on the Cardinals to win the division this year, but next year I think I'd put some money on the Cardinals to win the National League pennant. That will do it for this episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be here the whole way as the Cardinals look to make another postseason run in 2021.